Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Dav Kuf and Masachas Psachim. We are in the uh, Pesach Seder today. We're going to be talking about Esteba and Dalat Kosos. But first, let's finish up our Indian from yesterday. Five lines down, Kuf Chasim and Aleph. Rav Sheshis of Yosef B'Sanisa called Malayoma de Pischa. Rav Sheshis had the practice of fasting all day long on Erev Pesach. So the question is, the first thing the Gemara wants to know is, is reflective on the question we had yesterday. You might recall that we said in the beginning of Arve Pesachim, that you have to stop eating, right? Close, Samach Lemincha. And the Gemara asked, are we talking about Mincha Gedola or Mincha Katana? Which is another way of saying it is, do you have to stop eating uh, or Suda-type food by 12.30 in the afternoon or by 3.30 in the afternoon? So now the Gemara wants to know, this practice of Rosheshis, of fasting all day, maybe that is reflective of uh, of one uh, one of these Tzadim. Maybe that means... Maybe the fact that Rav Sheshis does that, there he is. Goranowitz making the entrance. Uh, so, the, Barry, maybe... Barry told me to come. So. Yeah, no, I know. I, I was told he wanted to be fashionable blade to make a splash. <laughs> so, thank you for coming, Goranowitz. So, he goes like this. Name a kasava Rav tanan. In other words, like this. Right? Maybe the fact that he fasted all day is just like a little bit of an extra chumrah on himself... But, uh, but basically within the mindset that you're supposed to stop eating at 1230, right? It wouldn't make sense if you said that mincha kitana is the halacha. It wouldn't make sense that he would fast all day in anticipation of stopping to eat at 330 in the afternoon. But to stop a little earlier than 1230 makes more sense. That's really basically what the Gemara is saying. And therefore, says the Gemara, Mishum Pischahu, because you might remember the Tuts Dadim, in whether it's Mincha Gedol or Mincha Katana is, well, why are you stopping? Are you stopping because you want to be ready to bring the carbon Pesach? Well, the carbon Pesach was being brought in the afternoon. That would mean you'd have to stop earlier. Or are you stopping to eat because you want to save your appetite for matzah? Now, saving your appetite for the Seder doesn't require fasting all day or even stopping at 1230. If you stop by 330 and you go to, and you go to the singers here, so the singers, they sing, they talk, Andrew pontificates, he's saying divertor. By the time you get to the meal, it's going to be, you know, midnight. So you could stop at 330, you'll still have an appetite, right? But, but, uh, right, so, so those are the two starters. Are you doing Mishum Pischa, which would mean Mincha Gedola, or Mishum, ta, right, be, be, because you want to have the, uh, you want to have the appetite for the Seder, which means Mincha Katana. Now, the Tosva says, uh, as follows, we said that Rav Shesha says, he fasted all day. And since he fasted all day, then he must be that he wants to finish eating in anticipation of the bringing of the Karim Pesach. Now, Rav Shesha Never was Zaycha to bring the Karim Pesach. That's what Tosva says. It says, In other words, this, whatever we did, it's still going to be the same timetable, um, even during the Chorban, which we're still experiencing, right, in anticipation of the base of Mikdash may be rebuilt in Meir Bameinu. Okay. So, so in other words, eat. You don't, you don't, you didn't find any Musar in that? Alright. I'll give you some more Musar. Don't worry. We, we got it. So, so he says like this. Yeah, the, the base of Mikdash was destroyed and you don't see any Musar in it? No, I Alright, alright, alright. I'll flesh it out for you. I'll flesh it out. Alright, I'll flesh it out. I'll tell you like this. The, the base of Mikdash, sometimes, you, the Goranowitz Musar moment is brought to you by Goranowitz. It, sometimes when life, 
is not 100% and you have challenges, you still can continue to act in a way that anticipates, right, a brighter day, right? You should be encouraged by that because Hashem is always with you. Okay. So now, Okay. So you say like this, maybe, right, that's the svara of why you would have to stop eating uh, because maybe if you get caught up in your noshing, you will end up not performing, you'll be delinquent in the bringing of the Karim Pesach. Okay. And this, Rav Sheshes, why would he fast in anticipation of this Karim Pesach? Because Machshir Haya Ben this is an unusual shita. I don't think we hold like this, but maybe Sarah would actually say, what if somebody jumped the gun? He just could not wait, right? This is something I think Barry would do. Barry is getting up early in the morning. He's got, every, you know, everybody's showing up at their court in Pesach. He's already, I know this is more something Andrew would do. I've never arrived here and not seen Andrew here. So, right, so you show up. You could come three in the morning. Andrew's already here. So yeah, so if you, so this makes sense. You show up to bring your carbon Pesach, and you show up nice and early. You show up ten o'clock in the morning. Andrew already brought his carbon Pesach. What, what what are you doing, Andrew? Isn't it brought in the afternoon? But the Sarah says it's kosher. Tzafras man pischahu. The morning can be uh, also this man Pesach. Dechule yom b'chazi lepischa. It's a sheet of Beis Sarah that the entire air Pesach is is um, fit for carbon Pesach. The savar. And he has a source for it. What's the source? Bain Harbaim. We know that the Kompesach has to be brought Bain Harbaim. So we normally think of Bain Harbaim as between Mincha Gedola and Mincha Ketana. Between 1230 and 330. Now, says That makes sense too, right? Bain Harbaim between the two evenings. Between, uh, now that is actually a big Kiddush though, right? Because Bain Erev de Esmol, Erev Idna would imply that even, right? The, the, like, Badikas Chameit's night, you could bring the Korban Pesach, even the night before. That's already a big Kiddush. Even Orla Basar, I don't know about that. But be that as it may, that is the unique sheet of Ben Pesera. And the, uh, Birnbaum was bothered with this. He's like, what, because of this unique sheet of Ben Pesera? Well, if Rav Sheshis holds like Ben Pesera, and does Ben Pesera hold that this is their, um, Lechatchila or Bedievet? It's, it's hard to believe that he holds it Lechatchila, but anyway. It be- well, that's what it looks like. But, but he, the problem was that we're saying uh, he wouldn't eat all day. So what's the connection with eating? So the connection with eating would be that since it's already a zman, where it would be valid to Shech the Karben Pesach, so then you could see that it's valid, at least, that there's some halachic basis for why you wouldn't eat, even at Shachras. Because it's already like a zman that you're preoccupied with the carbon pesach, and so it's right. But you're right. It's like it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't add up exactly because since you could still bring it later, so then why shouldn't you be allowed to to eat? So it, it sounds like no matter how you slice it, to Kalman's point, sounds like this is like a midos chasidos, right? This is not really. It doesn't sound like he had. He. It doesn't sound like Rosh Hashanah held that you're not allowed to eat. Because you, because you, or although maybe it does, maybe it means that if Sheshis holds that, that that is the Zman according to Ben Becerra, Lechachila, in which case you can't eat until you shacht it first. Like all the rest of this stuff we've discussed with Arab Sakhim. Right, but, but you said you'll be so involved in it that you won't, you'll be delinquent in, in the shechting of the Pesach. Right. 
It makes sense that this is like we discussed in the previous dapim of Kiddush and Avdallah. Right. You, you know, once the Zman of Kiddush and Avdallah comes, you can't eat anymore. Right. Okay. So similarly here, the Zman of the Karm Pesach comes, then, um, so I take it back. Maybe it's not a Midas Chasidas. Maybe the Gemara is trying to suggest, at least in, the, at least in this Havamina, because you'll see, it's, um, it rejects this Havamina. But in this Havamina, it makes it sound like maybe Rav Sheshis thinks that it's really Zman Pesach, because he holds like Ben Becerra. And once it's Zman Pesach, it's like Kiddush and Avdallah. You can't eat anything until you shecht it. And since Lemaisa, he never shechted it until later, he would fast the whole day. Okay, now we have, I think, a fuller understanding of it. Well, now that we have a full understanding of the Gemara is going to reject us. Amre, love. Now, that's not how you understand it. Rather, shiny Rav Sheshis to Istin Hava. Rav Sheshis was, right, very delicate. He's one of those people, I don't know too many, I don't have people like this in my life, but some people, the itayim betzafra, midi le'urta, lo hava mahani le'michla. That if they eat a little bit in the morning, they're so full that they can't even eat matzah later on in, at night at the Seder. Like, they can only eat a little, little bit now, right? So, in other words, this is another way of saying that this doesn't have to do necessarily with the carbon Pesach, but rather it has to do with the shita that would say that the time to stop eating is Mincha Ketana, and really it's not reflective of this Machlokas Mincha Ketana, Mincha Gedola at all, and really it has to do with the appetite for the Seder, and the only reason if Shesh has fasted the whole day was because he wanted to, right, he wanted to be able to have an appetite for the state, and he was the type of guy that once he had breakfast, he was done for the day, and he would no longer have an appetite for dinner. Okay. So, you, so, 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 Garanowitz brings up a great point. He said, "Why shouldn't everybody just fast?" Well, you know, it's healthy, but the, the size of learning gets good. No. Not only that, but there was a, a practice that you're probably familiar with that the Bechars used to all fast. Right, and this idea of having a seum was only a more recent invention. So that's true. There's nothing really wrong with it. The question is, when Rav Sheshes had this practice, although I shouldn't say there's nothing wrong with it. There, are, there is questions. There are times when you can't fast. First of all, Nisan in general, the month of Nisan, where we don't fast, just like we don't say Tachnun during the beginning of Nisan, we don't fast. There are days, right, Hanukkah and Purim and such, where we don't have Tainus and we don't have Tachnun, and so those days you do not want to fast. So there's other considerations. Some people dafka do fast on Erev Shabbos. Some people dafka don't fast on Erev Shabbos. So it, it's not always just uh, okay to fast because sometimes you can't. And in fact, Nisan you usually don't. But it happens to be that Erev Pesach, there is a minhag of the Bechor to fast that then later became a minhag to make a siyam. Like Rabbi Yehauer fast because of his yard site for his father. Right, so that's a very common minhag to fast for the yard site. Yeah, I have Yorzite on Purim, so I fast, I can't fast on Purim, because I have Yorzite. I can't fast, so some people, if you can't fast that day, you fast the next day or the day before. Well, the next day is Shushan Purim, can't fast then either. Day before is es- Tainus Esther, I'm fasting anyways, so I just include it in Tainus Esther. Okay, two dots. You're not going to lose weight that way. I know, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's been my biggest issue, losing weight, is that I don't fast in the Yorzite. Yeah, you don't fast on your Yorzite. Yeah. 16, let's down, two dots. Yeah. Now, now, now you got me hungry, Garano. It's now we're going to eat. Said the Mishnah of Even the poorest person in Klal Yisrael is going to eat beheseba. Said the Mishnah. What is this idea of heseba? Well, this is really something that we can't relate to culturally. 
Obviously, the way they ate in those days was a little different. The, the, these Gemaras of Aseba, right, there's a lot of lumbus with Aseba. The question of Aseba is, what is Aseba? Is you leaning, reclining. Now, I mean, we just sit at the table and we eat. We don't really recline. So obviously, we're talking about culturally, there was a time where people who were uh, relaxed and free could recline in a certain relaxed way. And any other way of eating was this like ramrod straight, like we'll call it eating standing up. Okay, we'll call it that just for the sake of illustration. So that's something that you only do when you're stressed out, right? And that you cannot do because we have so much symbolism in the Seder and you have to exhibit cheris, that you're relaxed, right? I mean, it's one time of the year that's like the Goyim. I have a picture on my... uh, Oh, oh. About, they always relax. Right, you're talking about the Turkish, right, right. Culturally, if you go back to, right, when you ever look at like Persia... And these kind of places, they still have these, some of these cultures where they're leaning and you can really understand, uh, what was going on. So says the Gemara. One it, second, one second. Okay. My parent, Musa, Musa. All right. My parent, you know, you're supposed to, uh, you ever hear this? Don't eat in front of the TV. Right. Eat, yeah, because I eat in front of the TV and right. I'm sick of it. You right. Know? You shouldn't do you're that. You're supposed to eat a Sunday dinner with, Turkey and hot dogs and everything. You get it? So this is... What is this, a Muslim moment? What's going on right now? We, we got one day a year, Barry, am I wrong? We got to enjoy life. Okay. Right? Fine. So so, so I, I would recommend don't eat at the Seder in front of a TV, but the idea of eating in a right relaxed, free fashion. So itmar. It was said, matzah tzarech haseba. So when you eat matzah, you need tzarech haseba. This is the lumbus. You understand? It, what does that mean, Tzarek Haseba? Does that mean that if you eat matzah without haseba, you're not going to be yotza? You're going to have to, you, you're not even going to be yotza. Your mitzvah of matzah is it inherent in the mitzvah of matzah. You're going to have to say, eat matzah again, or is it a separate mitzvah? You get the mitzvah of matzah, but you lose that on the separate mitzvah of haseba. That's the lambdas here. Um, and that's the machlokas rishonim. Apparently, I'm told the Rambam holds that Haseba is a separate mitzvah, but it sounds matzah tzarech Haseba, the Lashon of the Gemara makes it sound like it's inherent in the mitzvah of eating matzah is to recline. Now, that is inherent in matzah. Maror ain't tzarech Haseba. Maror, obviously, which, recommend, which uh, represents bitterness, does not need Haseba. And the Rambam explains, matzah, you need Haseba, she'ochel matzah shel mitzvah, laila vishon kivnei choren shu zeche l'geula. Right, the matzah zeche l'geula. Now, I would argue matzah is also lechem oni. Right, matzah has like nine different symbolisms in it. It's not just geula, but you have to obviously emphasize the geula in it. Even though it has aspects of the avdus, you also went from avdus to cheres. Okay, so if you don't emphasize the cheres that the matzah ultimately represents, then according to some shitas, you're not even yotzei matzah. More obviously, as the Rashbam spells out, but we already understand, shehu zecher le'avdus, right? That is avdus, and therefore it would actually be counter- I wonder if you did Hesmar with Haseba, would you, would be, would you be Yatsay Mar? So presumably you would be. The Mar speaks for itself. But the point is, you certainly don't need to recline because the symbolism of Mar is that of Avdus. Good. Now, what about Yain? So Yain, Itmar Mishmeder of Nachman Tzarech Haseba, Itmar Mishmeder of Nachman Ein Tzarech Haseba. Machlokas in our, um, recollection of what Rav Nachman said. Some say it in his name that it, Yain does. Some say that it doesn't. Now, why would Yain be different than Matzah? You would think that Yain would also require um, Haseba. Okay. So, 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 let's, so let's see. So first of all, so 
the question would be, really, is this yain? Now, again, um, what the real lumdus behind it is, what the real svara behind it is, it's the takanas chazal. Right? This is a, the Dalat Kosos are Durbanon, and they're takanas chazal. So what they really were thinking, you know, is, is not necessarily going to be spelled out as far as with respect to Haseba, but you could argue that Haseba means it's part of the meal, and the yain certainly is derech cheiros, and that's why you have to have yain specifically on the, at the Seder, etc. And there would be more of a reason to have yain at the Seder than there would be, let's say, to have yain as opposed to grape juice on a regular Kiddush uh, because of the derech cheiros and, and the specificity of yain. On the other hand, right, you're saying one of the, one of the coasts is on the benching, one of the coasts is on the halal, and you have the coast of the Kiddush. So you're having, right, kosos that are actually al hakos, right? You're doing all of these activities al hakos, and so the chashivas of the yain is also, right, making each one of these segments of the Pesach Seder al hakos. So does that al hakos have to be derecheris? You can see it both ways, right? Sometimes it's adding dignity and chashivas to your activity, but it also is something that is derecheris. So again, like the matzah, it has like multiple sort of meanings and symbolism imbued in it. And the question is, is it absolutely necessary to do haseba when you're drinking the yain? So it's a very interesting question. And to that question again, Rav Nachman said that we had some who said that he, he you do have to do it, and some who said that you don't. And the Gemara says, what? Right, so so that th- it's a very interesting question. That it's it's fascinating uh, that without Haseba, there's a havamina at least according to some Rishonim over here that you wouldn't be even yotze yain or matzah. Now again, this is uh, easier to understand if you're saying that the alternative is to eat it in a very ramrod sort of like rigid way that is not reflective of the theme of Pesach altogether. Okay. Now, with regards to Nachman, there are those who said you, you, you do require a but those that you don't. So says the Gemara, V'lo pligi, habitarti kasei kamai, habitarti kasei basrai. This isn't a, really a machlokas, says the Gemara, about whether Rav Nachman said that you require Haseba for the Dalat Kosas or not, but rather the reason why there were two different reports of what he said is because he said that with the uh, distinction between the first two cups of the Dalat Kosos and the second two cups of the Dalat Kosos. One of them requires a saber, one of them don't. Problem is we don't know which one is which, says the Gemara. This was explained both ways. Some said that the first two Kosos needed a saber. The, the rationale that the first two kosos do need a seba and the second do not is because the first two kosos, what's the context in the seder? You're actually leaving Mitzrayim, right? The cheros is about to begin. You're leaving. You're at the process of Yitzias Mitzrayim, the crescendo of the Yeshua from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All right, by the time you get to the second two kosos, you've already had your meal. You're already out. You know, it's already old hat. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, you've taken it, it sounds like you're taking it for gra- granted almost, right? That at that point already, you don't need to recline because, you know, it's regular, you've be- gotten already used to regular life of a free man. My the hava hava. Birnbaum was am- amazed by this. Like, like 20 minutes ago, you, you had your CS Mitzrayim. Now all of a sudden, it's like old hat for you. So he said, no, maybe, um, he had a drusha. 
that maybe what we celebrate this is the Gerar and Mitzvah moment is the process. The process of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, right, wherever, we're always in our life, we're in a process, and you have to, right, it's the journey, not the destination. Once you get to your destination, so it's still fantastic and you have a Kar Satov, but you don't need to demonstrate it by Haseba. The Haseba is demonstration of the process of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Okay, that's one side to say that you would only have a Haseba by the first two Kosas. What's the other flip side? Amrila Haigisa. Adaraba. Some would say, on the contrary, right? That in the second two kosos, that's when you're already free. You, once you're free, that's when you do haseba. Right? Because we still say havadimainu, and since we're still saying havadimainu by the first two kosos, so then it's not yet time for celebration. Let's not pop the champagne yet. Let's wait until we actually get out of Mitzrayim, and so we are waiting to do, for the second two cups to do his seba. Okay. Question. Yeah. I just thought of it. Why, you know, they were in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. Why did they just pick a place in Saudi Arabia where they're going around, make camp, build a big, beautiful right. system? Well, what purpose does it serve? To go into Eretz Yisrael? All right, so you're asking a, you're asking a question about Abnesra on the Midbar. And so that's a, uh, it's a valid question, but really it's, the lesson is that you have to follow Hashem wherever He takes you. You can't just, you can't just decide on your own that you're going to build a place in Dubai. You have to follow wherever Hashem takes you. No, it's a good point because it right. shows that when you, like when I travel, I feel much better. Right. And if I stay in the same place, I'm going to argue and start up with Calvin, you know. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. Here I am, here I'm traveling, you know. Yeah. Barry and Lancaster or something. Lank. <laughs> okay, shout out to Barry and Lancaster. Here we go. So the Gemara says, Hasha de it mahachi ve it mahachi, So now we said like this. Here's how it falls out. Look at this. Now that we said the Svar for why you would have to do it by the first two Kosos, and Svar why you have to do it by the second two Kosos, so we end up doing Haseba by all four Kosos. There's a world-famous Ron here that we don't have time to get into all of it here because it's already 6 a.m. But Ron says, first of all, all doubt Kosos, it's easy to do. And, and the other thing is, in other words, the issue is it's a, it's a Suffolk Durabanan, right? Dalt Kosos Durabanan. Usually we say Suffolk Durabanan Lakula. So Suffolk Durabanan Lakula, let's say you don't say but for any of the four, since we don't know which one Rav Nachman was referencing. So first of all, how hard is it to, to, to do a Seba? Just lean, and you'll be fine. And the second thing is that it's like a, the issue where it opens up a Pandora's box of Lumdus and Hawk is where he says that the reason, the other reason is that if you do not do a Seba in any of the four Kosos, you're Mevatel Seba, meaning all of a sudden you don't have any Seba for Dalat Kosos. You can't do that. So then they discuss... Does the Ron hold the same thing in Megillah? If you have an ear, that's Suffolk Mukafes Choma, Suffolk not. It's not for now, but be that as it may, that's a, it seems like a totally different case, right? It's a, it is a tremendous tircha to gather everyone for Megillah twice. It's a tremendous, the Ron Paskin said that you do it on the, on Yudalit. But anyways, in our case, it's easy to understand, Balabatish, that it's easy to do Haseba. So here, the Balabatish approach makes the most sense, which is, it's not so hard. So, the reason so much lambda is they say, why should you, if it's a Suffolk Darabonan, why should you do a Seba for all four? And the answer is, why not? <laughs> 
So that's not a very lumdish answer, but it actually fits here very well. Like, it's a good idea. You're not losing anything, and that's the thing, right? To do a seba doesn't destroy any of the symbolism of the seder, really. So it's something with no downside, full upside, so it's Kedai to do it for all four, and that, in fact, is our practice. Barry, okay. Barry told me come because he sees this good question. Yeah, you bring life to it. Thanks, my Barry. Pick, my question is, most people uh-huh. just, you know, yeah. you know, they just bend over something. Shouldn't we have couches, real couches? Oh, that's not a bad question at all, since this is really the Haseba Sugya. The question there is, how do we do a seba? So we just like awkwardly lean over a chair. Some bring, people bring a pillow, but we're not culturally accustomed to. So we don't. We're probably doing a seba quite awkwardly. But um, you look like you're probably doing a seba right now. I can't even imagine Andrew doing a seba. I'm trying to picture it. I can't picture it. Um, we'll see. You'd be surprised. You go to his house. It's all Persian rugs. <laughs> And he's doing fine, Haseva. But that's right. The actual um, anatomy of Haseva is something that needs to be discussed. How far do you have to lean? Should you, I, I think most people, it's recommended you bring a pillow and, and really do some leaning. Okay, it's a good question. Right, it's, it's awkward, right? Because the whole idea is to be comfortable. For us, it's unnatural. Okay, so now also, not only is it unnatural, but we can, now we get to the part of the Gemara where it's like, it could also be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. 11 lines up from the wide. Praktan loshme Haseva. Praktan. I can't stop thinking about the Rambam, you know the letter that he wrote about how he's so tired, he's always working like a dog, and then he's prakdan, he, he's like, he barely has time to learn, and, and he uses the Lashon prakdan, there's a machlokas here between the Rishonim, very classic machlokas. Prakdan usually means prone. Is he laying on his stomach? Is he laying on his back? Well, machlokas. But be that as it may, nobody eats laying on their back or on their stomach, so that's Loshme Heseba. That's for sure too much. That we know is not good. That Praktan Loshme Heseba. Heseba Syamin Loshma Haseba. Leaning to the right is also not Heseba. Haha. Velo'od El Hashem Yakdim Kondav Leveshes. Velo'od makes it sound like there's an additional consideration. Not only is it not the way the people reclined, but it's also dangerous. Shema Yakdim Kondav Leveshes. You do not want the food going into your trachea in, uh, or instead of your esophagus. And so whether that's anatomically correct when you lean to your right or not, is um, is immaterial over here. That's an additional reason that's dangerous. The Yavala de Sakana, as the Gemara says. Okay. So that is an issue. We do not lean to the right. Now, there is some sort of issue here, whether lefties, whether we're talking about lefties or not, because if it's because of a Seba, so then maybe you would, but then really if the fact is that at the end of the day, this Yaktim Kanalaveshis is, if it's a Sakana, so that would override uh, any such considerations. And therefore, I, it would seem to me that, uh, and some posts can say that, that, you know, just safety first, right? Don't, don't, don't in, injure yourself during a seba, that's for sure. Okay. Now, Ishat Salbaya Lobaya Seba, very PC Gemara over here. The wife, by her husband, does not have to do a seba, so why is that? So the Rishonim, some of them are going to say, well, because she's, she's so terrified of her husband that, um, that, that, that she's going to, that, that she can't even relax. And some will say, other reasons, um, other reasons, be that as it may, we, we, we hold, all our Nashim today are considered Isha Chashuva, and therefore certainly they do need Haseva, and so women are also going to be um, reclining. Now, Ben Etzel Aviv, Bayi Haseva, a son in the presence of his father, not quite as irreverent, uh, not quite as uh, reverential, I should say, and he does require a seba. And you could say two two things. First of all, 
he's also learning from his father, right? You have to model behavior. And so there becomes certain uh, questions here. Obviously, again, Heseba is a state of relaxation. So you do find yourself with a conflict. What about in front of somebody who's supposed to have tremendous cover for, stand up for, your parent, your Rebbe, right? So can you, is it, in, a, is it a, in fact appropriate to exhibit a state of relaxation in front of these individuals? That's what the Gemara is asking. Ibailu, Talmud etzel rabo mai. Right, Talmud by Rebbe. So you're allowed to be relaxed in front of your Rebbe like this? Satashma, the Amar Abaye, Kiavinan Beimar, Zaginan Abirche Dehadadi. Well, it's funny you should ask, says Abaye, because we had a Rosh Yeshiva, right? His name was Rabba. And when he was the Rosh Yeshiva, everybody was so chill. We were, we were leaning on each other's knees, like full-blown Haseba. It was very relaxed at the Seder. Kesinan Levei Rav Yosef, but when Rav Yosef took over as Rosh Yeshiva, Amarlon Lotzrichtu, Mora Rabcha Kamar Shemaim. This is a nice way of saying it. Rabbi Yosef used to say, you know what, you don't really have to be so makbid um, on this mitzvah of Haseba because the fear of your Rebbe is like the fear of heaven. And therefore, it's a nice way of saying, hey guys, I'm the Rosh Yeshiva now. Let's see some respect. Stop leaning on each other's knees. And therefore, the Rebbe himself sort of dictated whether this was a relaxed or not relaxed position. So the question is actually a good question. Maybe it depends on the yeshiva. Some yeshivas are more relaxed than others, and maybe that would determine whether Haseba is appropriate or not. As we see, there's, uh, interestingly enough, a balance here, right? You could say, what do you mean? Derech Heres, Seder. Everybody knows that it's the Pesach Seder. Like, aren't we all supposed to demonstrate Derech Heres? So it's an amazing idea that the the certain um, obligation of having, right, uh, respect and kavod infiltrates even into this mitzvah during the Seder night itself. Amazing. In other words, it's like, it's like at the Seder where, you're, where everybody knows why you're being relaxed. You're not really being disrespectful, but you still have to maintain respect sometimes, whether it's for your Rebbe or you know, your parents, etc. So we say for your parents, they understand because that's the whole Seder is the kids. So the kids should ask, right? So that the kids and the parents are doing it Together, for Rebbe, it becomes a question as we said. Okay, so now Mesve. What about again with the Rebbe? Right, so the Brysha said what we would have said. But Aseba is everybody. This is all of Kali Israel in a state of relaxation. So, what is this idea that in some yeshivas, like Rabbi Yosef would say, that everybody should stand up? So the Gemara answers, Kitanya Hahi, Bishulia Denagri. Now, that Bryce that says that everybody should relax and even Talmud until Rabbo, that's like um, uh, with like Dr. Gerald, who is my chairman of orthodontics. So if I'm with him, then I could do Haseba. But if I'm with the Rosh Hashiva, I can't. That's what the Gemara's answer. Surely the Nagri, he's an apprentice of a carpenter, okay? Ibailahu, another question. Shama Shmai, interesting question. A guy is a waiter. So all the waiters at the Pesach programs, so are they servants or are they, or are they actual human beings? So the Gemara says, Tashma, the Amar Bishur ben Levi, Hashamish Achel Kazais Matzak Shimesev Yotza. That the Shamish has to, he's only Yotze's Kazais Matzah if he does so Beheseva. Mesev in, lo Mesev lo. You see how this would be a data point to the idea that without a Seba, you're not even Yotze Matzah, it sounds like. Right? You could say, you could fetch it in, say he means that you're not Yotze Mesev, Okay. But that, that you see the lambdas already, it's dripping with the lambdas over here, even in the Lush and the Gemara here. Shmami na by Seba. Be that as it may, the statement of Yeshua ben Levi sounds like the Shamish does in fact require a Seba. Shmami na. It does require a Seba. Okay.
609, last line on Kuf Chesam and Aleph. And here we go, Dalad Kosas. You ready? Yeah. Women are chayiv in Dalad Kosas. As we turn the page to Kuf Chesam base, we find ourselves in a veldt of lambdas. Sha'af hain hayu hanes. Oh boy. Af hain hayu hanes. The women were also at the nays. Says the Rashbam. Couple of important things. And move on. But Andrew's pleased to see the page looks small. We'll hopefully make it to the finish line here. <laughs> so you go like this. Af hain hayu hanes. So the Rashbam points out this af hain hayu hanes appears in three places. We see it in Dalat Kosos, Megillah, and Hanukkah. Uh huh. Okay, so that's good, and it's Durba- these are all Durbanan, you should notice, right? Those are all Durbanan, and therefore, Afhein Hayu and are those three cases and Durbanan. But the Lushan of Afhein Hayu that's a little strange Lushan. That, Tosfos is going to say, I don't know. See, because the, the Rashbam is going to say those three cases, the women, they weren't just present at the Nase, they instigated the Nase. Esther did the Megillah. Chanukah, right? They, they say it was with Yael. Uh, and, and, um, and over here, by the, right, by, by the CS Mitzrayim, it was really the women that always, right, it's because of the women, of the generation of Yisias Mitzrayim, that we were freed in the first place. So we have tremendous Hakar Satov to the women, and the Rashbam is going to say that it's because of their instigating all, and because of their schuyos, that we were saved in the first place, and that's why, I mean, why wouldn't they be chayef so well? There's a principle of what? Of when you have a mitzvah, asesh, as mangarama, the women are usually potter. Okay. So here, we have to give a reason why they'd be chayev, because the mitzvah asay, shazman grama, it's a time-bound asay. So the Rashbam is going to say, well, because they instigated, so we're making an exception. That's the point. All right. So first of all, afhein hoyu ba'osa anes doesn't sound like they instigated it. It sounds like they were there. But the problem with them sounding like they were there is that they were everywhere. They were always there. So where you run into issues, for example, with sukkah. Women are not chayiv in the midst of sukkah. You say they weren't in that nace? They were there too. They were everywhere. Uh, that's a good question, right? Tosos also, also think that's a good question. So then... I didn't ask that. Oh, so, so, so the sukkah. So why are they putter in sukkah? So you could say, well, sukkah is doraisa. That's in fact what Tosos says. Well, why should that make a difference? Well, because usually in the Torah, this is counterintuitive. It's a mitzvah sasei, shazman garama, and therefore they're pater. But when Chazal institute a durabanan, such as Megillah, Chanukah, and Dalakosos, they have the authority to say, you know what, we want to include the women too. For whatever reason, whether they instigated it or not, they have the authority for durabanan to, to, to say that. The women? Do the women, do the women have a chiv of achilas korban pesach? Uh. Right. Yeah, we had, we had a mission about women and avadim. The korban pesach that you just asked, you, that's a, that's a, like a giant, uh, giant idea because really the korban pesach is a very, very unique mitzvah that all of Kali Israel, even avadim, even nashim, even, even katanim, are supposed to be participating in a chabura. Do they, so that, that, that's a really, that was an excellent question. I wasn't prepared for that, Goranowitz. I didn't see that coming. Ayin Shem, the beginning of Perak Shemini, the women's chiv in Karben Pesach. Thank you, Kalman. Okay. 
So that, that's a, that's an, you maybe you did not expect that midor banan the women would be chayev as we see and midor raisa perhaps not. So that's interesting. A lot more lambdas to see here, but we have to keep going as follows. So fine. So women have to be chayev and dalkosus. That was a very um, that was a synopsis, but really we really brought out we managed to bring out a lot of the issues in afein hayu. So I'm satisfied for now. So this is already, when you mix it in, uh, you'll have a revius. That's what it means, kosyafa. Nice cup. Uh, you have to, in those days, they used to do maziga. You know what I'm talking about? They'd have like wine concentrate. And they'd have to pour in water. Okay. But what if you drink just the concentrate? Are you chayev? Are you yotze? Yes. Women can drink as much as men, can't they? Women, what do you mean? Uh, you mean, my wife, I can't drink at all. By the, se- by the second cause, I'm, I'm gone. My wife can drink schnapps out of a beer mug, nothing happens. Women love drinking. I, I guess. If you drank all four cups together, that's an interesting question, right? Uh, Goranos wants to drink all the Dalat Kosos together as he, as he fulfilled Dalat Kosos. So you would think, wait a minute. You, you, it's supposed to be in prescribed times in the Seder. Like you'd think that this is a bigger deal than Haseba. And yet we have a halacha here that you're yotze. Okay. If you gave your drink for, to your sons, he's yotze. That's really dicey over here. It doesn't mean that you can't drink it. It doesn't mean that they, you, have to, you have to look into the... Well, we're going to analyze it in the Gemara. Let's see. Uh, the Gemara is going to go uh, and take, take, take this discussion and, and, and pick it apart a little bit. So as follows. The second thing that we said, that you could drink it straight. Amarava. That your yotze, right, if you drink it high, right, uh, concentrated, yotze yain. But that's not a deir cheres, right? That's what the Rashbam says, because that's not a, what the Rashbam calls a mitzvah shlema, because ain't chashivas ela biyain mazug. The honey mealy biyainus shalahen, the dara chad las maya. Aval yainus shalanu lo bay meziga. So the Rashbam already points out, this has nothing to do with us. And the kind of wine that we had, but in those days, to drink the concentrate—that's not cheres. That's not how people drink it, and that would not be appropriate for cheres. But it, you can't say that it's not wine, so you're yotze for that. Okay, shesan bavasachas. What do you drink them all together? So we were saying, Rav Amar yadayin yotze yadayarbakosas lo yotze. Ah, so now we see. Right, obviously, dalakosas you're not going to be yotze. You just. So the question is, of course you're yotze yain. What's the chiddush? What's the fast question? Ah, no, so you missed yesterday. I told you to come yesterday. It was Chamer Medina. It was all yesterday. Oh. Chamer Medina is the wine of the place. Right. So Chamer Medina would work perhaps for Kiddush Shabbos Day and for Havdalah. But I don't think Dalat Kosas Goranowitz. We're going to see that you actually are actually anticipating what the Gemara is going to say. You need actual yain. So that actually was a good question. Now, what, the, uh, uh, what, what stopped me over here was Yidei Yain Yatsai Yidei Arba Kosos Lo Yatsai So Yidei Yain Of course you're Yatsai What do you mean? You're drinking Yain So The Rashbam just spells out V'kulan chashuvim kos rishon V'lo yoser V'tzarech laviyot Shlosha kosos ala seder Okay They're all considered it's, well, it's a long way of saying You're not Yatsai Dal Kosos It's all considered one kos Obviously that, That's what you would have thought And that in fact is the halacha So It's just a funny formulation It seems like um uh, a little bit of an over-explanation. You, okay, anyway. So what does that mean? So Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, he's our valedictorian of Sachim. He says, 
that's provided that you drink most of the cup. Well, again, right? It took a lot of the teeth out of the halacha. Before we thought we, you could have all that closest once. Turns out, no, that's just one coast. Now we thought we could give it to your kids. It's like, yes, assuming you drink the rest. Ruva the kasa. Tosvos. Hainu kemala lugmav kedepesh le'el umin l'chatchila tzarech lishtos revias. So, right, you have Tosvos. What's the question implied in Tosvos? You have to tease out a chiddush here. But obviously, once you've drank the whole coast, you could give out the rest to your kids. So what's going on here? So, so Tosvos says it's an issue of like that thing that we were talking about of the potential difference of shear between Malol Lugmov and Revius, right? That the Tosvos is going to say that Lechatchili should drink a Revius, but if you already drank a Malol Lugmov, you can in fact dispense the rest of it. You still need to get that Revius and that, and that Rovkos out of there to your, to your kids, but maybe you'd have, you'd be able to have the kids Finish up that chiyuv for you once you've had the malol lugmav. That would be in fact a chiddush indeed. Okay, says the gemara meisvei arba kosos halalu tzarch sheyeben kadei revius, and there it is that you need to have at least a revius in the kos. Echad chayv, echad mazug, echad chadash, echad yashan. Rashbam is explaining that this idea of revius is either right. It doesn't matter. Are you drinking the chay, which is like the pure concentrate? So you're not really supposed to do that because you're not going to be Yotzei Decheris. But even if you do do that, this is what we said yesterday by Kiddush on Shabbos Day, uh, the Mishnah Brewer Paskins, that even if you make Kiddush on Schnapps, well, uh, okay, so you chose to do Schnapps, as Gerard pointed out. But you still have to do the Revius. You still have to treat it like Rachel's in terms of the Shear. Okay. Echad Chodesh, Echad Yashon. The Rashbam says, I'm not sure which one's more potent, but one of them loses its flavor a little bit. And, right, either maybe it doesn't get full flavor, right, because wine gets better with age, or maybe the other way around, that it fades. Be that as it may, regardless, you need to have the revius. It's not a matter of potency. So here we go. This is exactly it, Garanets. You ask, can you use something else? So we're makpid that should have both the taste and the appearance of yain. Aha. Katani mias kadei revius. In any event, you need to have a revius. And yet... Right, Shmuel said that you only need enough for a kos yafe. Now, what's wrong with that? So kos yafe seems to imply it only needs to be a quarter of a of wine. To which the Gemara answers, Amri idivi idi chachiyuruhu. No, it's really, both of them are saying you need to have a revius. It's true that kos yafe is only a quarter of a revius. How to resolve it? As follows. My kadei mezikas kos yafe to Gamar. This is not necessarily what you would have thought, but what it means when it says kadei mezikas kos yafe, it means l'chol chad v'chad. He means, no, you need enough of the liquid to have a kos yafe to create a revius for all dalad kosos. Ah, the have a little cooler revius. And if you do the math, if you add up four quarters of revius, you come up with one full revius. Okay. And then finally, this idea of Rabbi Yehuda that you need tamum arev yain. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm tamum That it has to have the appearance and the flavor of wine. So Amarava, my time of the Rabbi What is his reason? Dechsev. Because the Pasuk says in Mishlei, right, Al yain ki yis adam. Don't look on wine that is red. What does that mean? That means that sometimes, right, if you get drunk with wine that is red, as the Rashbam explains, right, then you can start losing some of your, right, capacities and senses and distinction between right and wrong, to which the Rashbam points out, be that as it may, right, he says, the point here is that yain is meant to be red. This, too, becomes a halachic discussion. Does Kiddush wine, 
So any case where you are required to have wine, require it to be red, right? Can you be yotze with white wine? So most people would say that you can, but there are in fact many people who are makbed on red wine as being the more ideal. It has to have the tam umare of yain. And as we said before, the tam umare of yain is something that you need, right, even more so for dalat kosos than you do for uh, Kiddush and other places we need yain. In fact, it's a very, uh, it, it is a practice that, that some have had, and it has halachic, right, precedent of using crystal cups at the Seder in order to demonstrate the wine, the redness of the wine, so that you can actually see it through the cups. Um, Stewie Shabbos does it. Uh, shout out to him who gives Dafyomi on Shab. Uh, he gives a, he gives the five thirty at uh, Shomrei. I I can't get up at five thirty. That's that's early. That's a, I, I need those extra five minutes. So yeah, he gives the five thirty at Shomrei, and then he gives the one on Shabbos. Yeah, so it's team, it's, yeah, the two my maybe with the two T Mobile, I'd manage to get up at five thirty. I don't I don't even know. If, anyway, so so he he has crystal, but there are there have been through the years. There have been, um, you know, many gedolim who are makbid on using crystal at the seder in order to in order to show the redness of the wine. Birnbaum tells me he uses like burgundy shaded uh, crystal. I told him that ruins the whole point. But anyway, that's between Birnbaum and, and himself. Um, let's see. We we can finish the daf here. Toner a banan. A little a little four spice. A little teaser for tomorrow. Coming attractions. The Brisa says, "Hakol chayavim be'arba kosos alalov." Still within the concept of dal kosos, echad anoshim ve'echad anoshim ve'echad tinokos. Everyone's chayav in dal kosos. So next time, if you ask me, Goranowitz, if women are chayav, they are. I'm a Rabbi Yehuda. Bechimato elas yeshlo tinokos beyain. Wait a minute. The tinokos are going to drink wine. Ella mechalkin lahen klayus ve'gozenberv pesach kadesh lo yishnu ve'ishalu. That we actually give them. Right, instead of wine, we're going to give him the kleiser, the gozen, as we know, the parched grain, the walnuts, everything on air Pesach, so that they don't fall asleep, and so they should ask questions. So why are we doing all these things at the Seder? So that the kids should ask. So tomorrow, we'll, we'll continue with our Seder, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow.